for Lickin' On Lending. Welcome, everybody. Good to have you with us. Welcome to Lickin' On Lending, a weekly mortgage market update providing up-to-the-minute information on interest rates, loan programs, and hot industry news, all related to the mortgage industry. Brought to you by Transformational Mortgage Solutions. To participate in today's program, our guest call in line is 646-716-4972. Now here's your host of Lickin' On Lending, David Lickin'. Let's begin. Welcome, everybody. It is Monday, December 11, 2023. Let's not rush it here, getting towards Christmas. I hope you're getting ready for it. This podcast is created by mortgage professionals. It is for mortgage professionals, and we're so grateful to have you as our listener. Our commitment is to bring you timely information in an audio format that you can listen to anytime and anywhere. Normally, I would have Mark Helm joining me as a co-host on here, but Mark is still under the weather. Hopefully, he'll be feeling better and will be joining us next week. I want to say a special thank you to our sponsors, Byte Software. Make your ideal loan process come to life with an LOS that fits the way you do business and not the way another company would force you to do business. From unlimited custom screens and fields to advanced workflow automation, you can develop your own in-house team and Byte gives you the total control over your loan process. It's so impressive. I talk to these guys and I look at it and the only thing I love about them, they don't lock you into a long-term contract and jack you up on the fees every time there's a renewal. Check out Byte Software, B-Y-T-E Software. Also, Finastra, the largest fintech company in the world. You can tap into a robust feature such as the user-defined groups for processors, underwriters, and closers. Also, Total Expert, I love this CRM, and it's so much more than just a CRM. Total Expert is a platform that unifies data, marketing, sales, and compliance solution to provide a cohesive experience across the customer lifecycle. Also, one of our newer sponsors, Lender Homepage. Love what they're doing. They're all-in-one AI-powered platforming provides a seamless front-end solution to mortgage businesses of all sizes. They help you connect better with borrowers, convert more traffic to leads, and close more loans faster. It's a great complement to Total expert also true which allows you to unlock the power of open finance check out true on our website also a special thank you goes out to angel ai you're seeing these advertisements everywhere folks you've got to check into it it is redoing the way mortgage industry technology runs the market and so very innovative very transformative also the mortgage bankers association of america grateful for them lenders one the mortgage collaborative and knowledge coop I Emergent, Mobility, MMI, and Modex. Thank you all sponsors for making this podcast possible. This past week, we released on Wednesday, December 6th, the interview with Garrett Locklear of Candid. He's one of the top MLOs, mortgage loan originators in the nation. We want to hear from someone. What is it that makes people succeed in today's market? Garrett is succeeding in a crazy way. Coming up this week, we will be releasing on Dece on Wednesday, December 13th, the interview with Rocky Foratan and Quay Parker of Lender Homepage. The topic will be using mortgage tech to maximize production in 2020. Also, December 15th, we're going to be releasing an interview I'm doing with David Savage. Talking, I love Dave. He is just such a great guy. And uh, he's with Mortgage Coats and Trust Engine. We're going to be talking about what is it that top producers are doing. He talks to him every single week on his podcast. So we're going to get David to come on and share a little bit with us. 
So grateful to have our regulars with us. Adam DeSantis has got his report. We're going to listen to that in just a minute. Les Parker, Matt Graham has a report into us. David Kittle won't be joining us today, but Alice Alvey and Alan Pollock are here. So grateful for their contributions each and every week. Let's get over to hear what the MBA has for the MBA Mortgage Minute. Hi, I'm Adam DeSantis. This is the Mortgage Minute, the latest news from the Mortgage Bankers Association. The House Financial Services Subcommittee on Housing and Insurance held a hearing last week on housing affordability and market-based solutions to improve supply. Ahead of the hearing, MBA submitted a statement for the record that outlined policy concerns and steps policymakers can undertake to reduce regulatory impediments, increase affordable housing stock, and benefit renters and housing consumers. Of note, several pieces of legislation were discussed at the hearing, including the Bipartisan, Bicameral, Yes in My Backyard Act. This proposal would provide the federal government with new tools to encourage localities to remove legal and regulatory barriers that impede new construction and housing development. MBA joined a broad coalition in expressing support for the bill. Looking ahead the rest of this year and into 2024, MBA will work with the administration and members of Congress on both sides of the aisle to advocate for policies that improve housing affordability for both prospective homeowners and renters. That's it for this week. Thank you for listening. Thanks, Adam. Appreciate it for the update. Listeners, be sure to download the Mortgage Action Alliance app, also known as MAW. You can find it on your cell phones, on your smartphones. You will find it in the App Store. Be sure to download it because you can have your voice heard on the Hill as the NBA works so hard to help support us. And uh, you heard some of what they're doing just there in that report. Please support the NBA by downloading this app so that you can support their efforts. You do not have to be a member of the NBA. You should be. You don't have to be. Let's get over to Les Parker with this week's TM Spotlight and the macro view of the market. TM Spotlight Soundbites is brought to you by PowerSeller, making hedging easy. It's fun. Get to know Joe's game. Well then. Rates will trace jobs private numbers downward. The world is upset at the U.S. fiscal irresponsibility. Despite its recklessness, the U.S. has relatively low rates, higher indebtedness, and remains the reserve currency? The world resentment of the U.S. makes sense. They hate being ripped off by the big guy. What spins rates out of control? Excess debt or a significant recession with job losses and real wage declines? That spins us right round, maybe rates down like a record, no way, right round, up, down. These views are mine. Understand the spin at tmspotlight.com. Les Parker and his famous music parodies. Les, I don't know if that's just gutsy to do that. I think it's awesome, creative. I like that. Kittle gives you a bad time about it, but it's I love the entertaining factor. There, there's a lot in there, folks. There's so much packed into that short message. And if you haven't done so, be sure to sign up for Les's TM Spotlight newsletter. You can get the paid version for free by entering the word power for power seller in the air code. Les Parker, thanks so much for what you're doing. Let's get over to Matt Graham, the founder of CEO of MBS Live for the mortgage update, a little bit more specific on the markets and interest rates. So Matt, 
What do you have for us today? This is Matt Graham with the MBS Live Market Update. Bonds extended the rally last week, although gave up most of the gains after Friday's jobs report. It was a hotly anticipated week, mostly because of the jobs report, but also because of the other big ticket economic data that arrives typically during the first week of any given month. Most of those reports were out last week. There was one report that was out the previous week, but uh, it didn't have a massive impact. The trend has been linear and downwardly sloped for bond yields, and that continued into the first three days of last week with help from economic data. Monday was very quiet as far as data goes, but things picked up on Tuesday with ISM non-manufacturing and the job openings and labor turnover survey, aka JOLTS, aka job openings. This was not a report that had mattered much over the past, I don't know, 10 to 15 years. And it has gained importance rapidly in the last year and a half to two years, as the Fed has mentioned it, and ha and as markets have traded it more aggressively. And also because it has remained quite elevated relative to historical standards, even as things like non-farm payrolls have returned in line with previous ranges. So job openings were over 9 million last month, and they fell below 9 million in last week's report, 8.733 versus 9.3 forecast and 9.35 previous. That's the lowest reading in quite some time, and it helped bonds gain ground on Tuesday morning. The ISM non-manufacturing index, which is historically much more important than jolts really didn't have much of an impact. Following day, ADP jobs came out weaker than expected, and Q3's labor costs also came out weaker than expected, helping bonds continue to rally into Wednesday morning. Thursday was more of a two-way day. There were gains in the morning and selling in the afternoon, perhaps, with some trepidation heading into Friday's jobs report. That proved to be a good idea, considering the jobs report was, at the very least, respectable and some would argue rather strong. Uh, the payrolls number itself wasn't amazingly huge, but 199 versus 180 forecast, 150k previously. Uh, perhaps more notably, the unemployment rate, 3.7 versus 3.9 forecast in previous. And because a lot of people like to take that unemployment rate in conjunction with the labor force participation rate, that only mitigated 0.1% of the drop. Uh, because of an increase in the labor force participation rate. Bonds sold off immediately on the news and uh, stayed fairly flat for the rest of the day, with 10-year yields ending the week at 4.233. MBS uh, still very high relative to most of the past three months, uh, with 6.0 coupons around 100.5 after getting as high as 101 on Wednesday. So... Coming into the current week, we have replaced a few big ticket events with new big ticket events, perhaps even bigger ticket events, because we have CPI this week, the Consumer Price Index, the big inflation report that has produced a consistently huge reaction anytime it has fallen more than a tenth from forecast. In fact, many times when it's only a tenth from forecast, it produces a huge reaction. And sometimes when it comes in right in line with the forecast, it produces a huge reaction due to traders scrutinizing the internal components of the report. Those will include things like core services inflation and the housing component of core inflation. 
which have been uh, sticky and not willing to come down as quickly as goods-based inflation. A day after CPI, that's on Tuesday, by the way, a day later, we get the Fed announcement. It's not interesting due to the hike or cut that won't be happening because they'll be holding rates steady. Everybody agrees on this, and it's not really up for debate. Um, and it's not because I say so. I'm just conveying what the market sentiment is. The most important part of the Fed announcement will be the dot plot. And that is uh, just named for the actual dot plot that it shows up in the summary of economic projections where the Fed details each member's view of where the Fed funds rate will be at certain points in the coming years. September, recall, was a big change in the dot plot that showed the quote unquote higher for longer theme playing out in rates. And uh, a lot of what's happened over the past three months would seem to indicate that that is no longer necessary. So the market is looking for the new dot plot to reflect the Fed's acquiescence of such things, something that traders think they have largely already done in speeches, but official confirmation by the dot plot will be important. After that, a couple central bank announcements in foreign countries or the European Union, which is not one country, but many, uh, could also add to volatility in the rest of the week. And then that's really it for 2023. It will be thinly staffed and weirdly traded until the new year. That's going to do it for this week. Back to you. Appreciate it, Matt, very much. Be sure to sign up for Matt's service, MBS Live. You can do so by going to his website, mbslive.net. And the sign-up code put LL in, and you will have the opportunity to get the an extended trial period. Go ahead and sign up for the service. It's such affordable, and it's so affordable, and it has so much information. Thank you, Matt Graham, for that report. Let's get over to our friends from Cout for this week's update. When lending activity slows, closing every deal matters even more. Partnering with Calc to remove home sale contingencies for your borrowers can strengthen their offers and allow them to move into their new home without having to sell the one they're living in. Unlike other buy-before-you-sell solutions, we don't compete with you for the mortgage, and we put your brand first. To find out more, go to tradeinmortgage.com. Alice Alvey is here with us. Unfortunately, David Kittle isn't. I mentioned that earlier at the open, but uh, David is not here. And uh, he's recording this week, uh, the 12 Days of Christmas, and he's interviewing someone who could have been his former boss and uh, the former president or head of uh, HUD. And so Ben Carson, so he's interviewing him. So David, wish you well on that interview and uh, miss your input. Alice Alvey is here. She is a vice president, partner education and training for Union Home Mortgage. And she's here with a legislative update. Alice, good to have you. Thanks, Dave. It's good to be here. You might've heard me chuckle a little bit as Matt was saying. That's not my prediction that rates won't move this yes. month after that meeting. It's baked into the market. That's what everybody's in agreement with. I realized I wasn't on mute if you all heard that little chuckle. But yep, <laughs> I think we're all counting on that. That's for sure. But love hearing Matt's report. For my report, Congress is usually a little quiet this time of year. Thank goodness. The big thing we do have on the table is the HUD 203K modifications that they are proposing. And so you, what you need to do is go to FHA's single family drafting table. That's You need to just Google that, please. When you get there, you will be able to read the revised mortgagee letter that's showing the changes proposed for the 203k program. Now, I teed this up on another episode that, yes, we are all in favor with these, but as we've been looking at them, I've listened to some feedback in the industry that's really important that I wanted to share with this group. So HUD is proposing for the 203K that for the limited program, which is designed for 
easier, uh, smaller projects, although if you're doing a $50,000 project, I'm not sure that's so small, but the new limit would go up to 50000 for the standard loan limit, but they would allow up to 75000 in a limited 203K for high-cost areas. And really, as an industry, it would be terrific if we could just have one number. Do we really need two numbers? Because now you're talking changes to the worksheet, changes to workflow, mistakes can be made. And we really just think, why not just make it 75000 across the board? This is the first time HUD is splitting those two and making a difference between the two. And I thought that was an interesting proposal that I heard from someone. So I'm going to throw that out there for folks who are looking at commenting on this drafting table mortgagee letter. It doesn't have a number yet because uh, it's still in draft form for changing the 203K program and to think about that as a proposal. Um, another thing that FHA is proposing is to move the standard time frame for the standard K to 10 months. We really need 12. If you think about how long it's taking to build and I should say do renovation projects these days, we really need to get up to 12 months. Projects take longer and really want to make sure that we have the time for that. And even in a limited 203K, is there really any logic today in having a limited time frame for a limited K? Keep it to the dollars. The dollars set the tone for how big the project is. But due to the supply chain and contractor issues out there, could we just scrap that there's a time limit on a limited 203K? So FHA is proposing that we get a limited K done within seven months. We usually need extensions for those, and we are good at renovation lending. We are magnificent at it and still see that why should this be a criteria? Maybe look at removing that altogether. So a few things I want to plant for the industry to think about as you have the opportunity to comment on the changes to the 203K program and how FHA is planning to put these in a mortgagee letter. I realize that this comment was open at the beginning of the year for full detail, but as we get more feedback, this is a good opportunity to voice any changes. And those are my proposals, Dave. Let's look at just one number instead of two for what defines a limited K. And then the other main one would be, do we really need a time frame cap for a limited 203K? So those are two thoughts I want to leave with our audience out there. Those of you who love renovation lending and love advancing home ownership through renovation lending, worth talking about. So I'll pass it back yeah. to you, Dave. Yeah, that's good. Renovation lending is something that's so neat, especially when you look at some of the areas of the country. Back when you lived up in Detroit, we talked about how much renovation lending was needed up there, how much renovation, because it's still recovering from decades of economic deterioration and economic movement. So I just really applaud that. How can people learn more about renovation lending? They say, you know what, I've heard of these programs, especially the K program, which is such a powerful program, great program. How can people learn more? Is it just Googling that and take them right to the website? And how easy it is to navigate that, Alice? Let's define people. So for your average borrower, contact yeah. a union home loan officer. That's how you learn. Yeah, that's, that's the first <laughs> that's thing. Okay, okay good. Shameless for plug for your employer. For those of you who are in the industry and you're saying, how can I learn about 203K? Yes. It is something where it helps to have somebody who has experience. So finding somebody in the industry, learning about them. I'll give a plug here for Deal & Associates. They're yeah. a great company that offers 
FHA and VA training. We use their online training to get new loan officers up to speed. They have some self-paced stuff as well as they do classrooms. So it's D-I-E-H-L and Associates. They've been around a super long time, and you can really trust the information that you get from them. So from a training aspect, the agencies offer some stuff, uh, but that's my shameless plug for that group. I'll have to let yeah, them know I said that. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Okay that. Well, it's the second time you've done that. They're, they are a great group. They do a great job <laughs> in the training. And they're, I've, I've looked at the material. It is very comprehensive and uh, it's really good stuff. Thank you, Alice. Appreciate you being here. Be sure to say hi to everyone. All our friends are at Union Home. Great company. And uh, one question I can anticipate, it sounds like you guys are fairly active in the renovation loans and the K programs. Yeah, absolutely. It's a great niche. And you mentioned it earlier. We really see the need in the urban communities, especially mm-hmm. that there is the opportunity for rehabilitating the homes that have been there since World War II and really helping to revitalize those areas. So yes, it is a great product. It's a complex product. It is harder than new construction. A lot can go wrong, yeah. and now you're left with a lot of mess because something's in the middle of being worked on. It's always harder to fix something than it is to build it new. And yep. once you get, a, get the hang of it, it is a great product to have in your tool belt. If you talk to any good remodeler, they'll say the key is does the house have good bones? In other words, does the structural integrity, if it's solid, it's really, it's, it's such a big event. But some of these homes have so much character and they don't build homes like that anymore. And there are more affordable boxier kind of houses that look like row housey, but there's some of them that have so much character. So it's a great opportunity, a great investment, a fix and flip for those. This is a K program, if I understand correctly, Alice is more of a fix and own, but you couldn't use it for renovation and owning it and then moving on to another renovation if you're so inclined, right? Correct? It is an owner-occupied product for the most part and with the idea that you're going to live in it for a year. Some of those renovations take a year. (laughs) I just say, yeah, by the time you you get it all done. Yeah, great point. Thanks, Alice. Great report. Very good report. Gives me kind of some things to talk about with some of our clients that we're talking to about considering the K program. Outstanding. And you're an expert in it. Thank you so much for being here as you are each and every week. All your Christmas shopping done. My wife is busily finishing up the wrapping and I think she's taking them all to the post office or however she to UPS and shipping them out. It's just one of those things where this time of the year, you got yours all done. Oh no. (laughs) I I wish I did. For those of you who our last minute shoppers, more power to you. That's me more, this year. Yeah, that's uh, what I am. I, I try. I, I like I do some in July and then here I am doing most of it very late. It's been a, yeah. a busy season. Yeah, it's a busy season and you're busy there. Thanks so much for being part of the podcast, Alice. Really appreciate it very much for your contribution. Let's get over to Alan Pollock. He is the COO of Candid and with a tech update, Alan, always fun to have you here. And we get some comments when you're not. People miss that report. So what do you have for us today? (laughs) Thanks, David. Funny. I always look for a good dad joke or something funny. And I read the Chrisman report at least three times a week. Sometimes I miss a day or two. Today, I read it and he had a funny joke in there. He goes, if olive is made from olives, what is baby oil made from? So probably you can consider (laughs) that one of those shower That's a Chrisman logic joke. It is. Absolutely. Yeah. So that was good. So he mentioned that and then went right into the news, which was, which is good. But here's what's funny. You see these TV commercials all the time, David, for smile direct. 
you see them advertised online. In general, you, you think they're pretty popular, right? You think a lot of people want to do the, the ship to home and mail in model of their teeth and, and go through the, the at-home box process, right? Guess what? And this was like one of those things as, wow, I had no idea. They're shutting down. They filed for bankruptcy. They're $900 million in debt. That's a big number. Whoa. $900 yeah. million. So if you were looking to do Smile Direct at home, which seems like nobody is, uh, I didn't read further enough into the story to figure out why, but clearly yeah, they're filing for bankruptcy. I think that's a, I mean, point. what you have. The point is there's a lot of ideas that seem so good on paper, and you, you look at those and trying to discern Absolutely. which ones are going to make it and which ones are don't. It's just pretty pretty interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. David, that even moves completely into our industry. I've seen a number of different things that people have that brought to the market or trying to bring to the market and the, the user experience and the way to use them just doesn't match the persona of the, or, or of the person. And it, it's just another tool, but it, it, it doesn't fit into that orchestration, which we're going to talk about a little bit further down in my notes here. It just doesn't work. So not every idea yeah, is definitely meant to be. So David, let's talk about some things going on in the mortgage industry. Yes. I just read today that Lender Toolkit they have an AI-powered underwriter, and you'll be able to get loans approved in under two minutes. Now, you probably heard this before, right? There's another vendor out there. By the way, Lender Toolkit's integrated with Encompass. There's another tool out there that was working to underwrite loans and insure them, right? And I remember my time at LoanLogix. We actually went out to Lloyd's of London and tried to do an insurable product as well. At the end of the day, is it AI that's really being able to replace a human? or to do better than the rules that a human would write with the other solution, is AI truly underwriting the loan? And I've seen one or two AI solutions. They're getting closer, but from what I've seen out there, nobody has yet been able to truly replace. You can read using AI guidelines. You can read context and, and adaptive learning and, and understand how data fits back into the, that data and, and underwrite it. But that's processing rules. That's processing, that's not really underwriting. So I leave you with that. Lender Toolkit, I think they're probably making a nice step forward, and they're probably one of the first or in the first group of innovators, so I look forward to seeing it. But a little seed to thought, but if you're interested, check it out, Lender Toolkit. David, you know how I love pricing engines. Not only did I build two of them, I also managed one of them. Man, I love the guys over at LoanPass. Some of my friends, I know the trials and tribulations some of them have gone through. What a great company, a lot of great people. They just integrated with a prop tech company called Uplist. And get this, the integration is going to allow lenders to access their products. Those products are home shopping tools. And I'm reading it directly from the notes I took. They announced it just recently. They're going to be able to deliver personalized, efficient, tech-powered solutions. The addition of smart view listing flyers, quick quotes, and a smart buyer tool that allows lenders to enhance the home buying experience. Thinking of point of impact, that's what I used to call it, Dave, when you have access to an originator that has access to a borrower, you're right there. That's the point of impact. Your technology empowers you to help a home buyer get into the home of their dreams. You're their first point of impact. Here's the deal. This is a point of impact application in my mind. The ability to be smarter, to have more information, to help, when you give someone a price as a loan officer, it doesn't mean that you have the deal yet. So this is something that is extremely important. I think it's great. I know the other pricing engines out there are doing very similar things. So hats off to these guys over at LoanPass. 
All right, David, talking about prop tech, get this. This is very cool. A long time ago, we talked about not artificial intelligence, but the ability to wear a pair of glasses, right? And Google had them for a bit. And walk into a room, and the glasses are able to tell you everything you're seeing. It's like watching a football game and seeing where the line of scrimmage is and where the first down, the, the line right. of completion is, all those things, right? Imagine walking into a house, and everywhere you walk, it not only tells you different things about the home, but it's instantly pricing mortgage information. And as you talk to it, like you would talk to Siri or Alexa, and you said, hey, Siri, what is the weather? You would talk to your augmented reality glasses or system. Anyways, the point I'm making is Redfin just released what they call RoomVo. It's AI capabilities. This is really cool. That lets buyers see what they could in just a few clicks, what the house would look like, meaning you could go into the house and look at a room and you can change what it looks like. You can change the furniture, the blinds. You can make it look like your own. And you can do it to all current listings right now. You also can do it to past listings that have sold. So if you're interested in looking wow. at how this AI tech works. Now, David, this tech is not brand new. People can download it from the yeah. app store. You can scan a room. Very cool. But the fact that it's being made available is even better. So it's another tool that's out there. I know people like Redfin. They like the way that they do the listings. I'm sure everybody soon enough will have this. But if you're interested and you're consulting with borrowers and you're looking at different ways to be a part of the real estate, the final end of that transaction, and help just get them over the hump, this is a really cool tool. I don't know if What's they have the any AI functionality. Alan, could you repeat the name of that again? Make sure. Yeah, it's called Rumovo. It's R-O-M-V-O. And okay. AI is the end of it. So Rumvo AI, and it's at Redfin right now. Yeah, good. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, so before I get to a little topic I wanted to bring up, I, I do want to bring up our AI feature tool of the week. And this is super cool, David. You go to the chat GPT store, okay? This is where people have right. made community GPTs. You now can start plugging into your chat GPT all kinds of customized GPTs. I'm just going to read off one or two. So the chat GPT store, it's called FeaturedGPTs.com, and they list, and I don't know who makes the site, but they list the top 1% of useful custom GPTs. I'm just going to read you one or two. This one I think is huge for our industry. It's called, by, by the way, when I say huge, I mean it's all done for you. You don't have to go do it. You can use it. It's called the LinkedIn Master. So it's L-I-N-K-D Master. And what they do, this GPT specializes in LinkedIn automatic post scheduling, content refinement, and managing all of your post interactions with image posting capabilities as well. So knowing, especially on the B2B side, but some talk about lenders, right? Advertising to brokers, partners advertising to lenders, and, and other transactions on LinkedIn. Very cool GPT. Another one, David, is a SQL tool. It's called GA for SQL. You tell it what you want to write a SQL script for, and it'll automatically write it for you, and you just paste it into your SQL tool, and you can pull data. A lot of people are pulling data and, and analyzing their information. Now, the last one, Excel Analyst GPT. Okay. And you can find these in the GPT store, which you can search. Very cool stuff. All right. And, David, the last topic I, I wanted to bring up today, I think we'll talk about it in more detail next week, but the reason I bring it up, it's so funny. At the beginning of the podcast, we, we had a pre-show conversation. You're talking about stuffing things in the attic. And you asked us if we do that all the time. And we all said, yes, of course. You can't wait to stick it in a bin and stick it in the way back part of the attic. And every time you need to get something, you rip it apart and 
by the time one year goes by, you've, you've got a mess of an addict. Anyways, da- David brought that up. You know what we're doing in our industry, David? We're stuffing things in the attic. We're taking contracts with tech vendors and we're sticking them in the filing cabinet or your digital folder. We're not remembering what the contract minimums are. We don't know when the contract terms end. We don't know so what true. vendors do what. And knowing that in 2024, there will be likely, right? I'm not a forecaster, but there will be likely a change in rates, right? Hopefully we get under 7%. Maybe we'll get back to six, five and a half. With a seller buy-down credit, you can get that lower. The point I'm making is we need to be focusing on enhancing tech. The one thing I can tell everybody that listens to this podcast is every vendor you work with, they're all innovating. The innovation they're giving you today is that's not the bookend. They're continuing to reinvest in innovation. They're continuing to find ways to integrate with all the other partners. The tech vendors love integrating together. Here's the problem, though. They can't all integrate together just to say we integrate. There's cost and time involved, and there's roadmaps. You have to separate something on your roadmap that you could be focusing on to focus on that integration. So what happens is a lot of vendors will say, hey, we'd love to do that integration, but we're unable to do it without the host or the ability to serve a customer. So here's the thing. We need to be looking at our contracts and our vendors. We need to understand who we're working with and why are we working with them. And I, I raised my hand, David, in a room, and I bet you 85% of the room will say they're not getting the full ROI out of their tech vendors. And there's a lot of reasons why. And we'll talk about that more next week. We'll also talk about how to really prepare for 24 and what really should you be thinking about when reviewing your tech vendors. So we'll talk about that next week. Appreciate, of course, everybody listening. And you know how to get a hold of me. It is Allen, A-L-L-E-N, at TMS-advisors.com. Thank you, David. Great. Allen, good job. Good report. Appreciate it so much. Alice, as you were listening, if you always diligently take notes, we got a video on here. Anything you want to add to to Allen or any comments? No, I just took the notes on the GPT piece. I know a lot of people are very interested in that and how that is going to be continuing to evolve. It's really interesting. Well, Folks, appreciate you being here today, Alice. (laughs) Yeah, I appreciate uh, the report, Alan. It's really interesting. BART, which you turned me on to, is one I'm using, Google BART, and I'm using that one extensively. I've got to get back and looking at some of the developments of ChatGPT. It's showing up everywhere, and it, it is without question the thing that is changing, I think, the landscape of all technology, certainly in our industry. And yeah. one of our sponsors, Angel AI, is just smoking it. They're doing so well. 3,000 people are, are just connecting in on a monthly basis. I'm re- meeting, I'm having dinner tonight with one of the top realtors here in Austin that is uh, signing up for it. It's just extraordinary, the, the rate well, of adoption. So the world is changing. David, I, I'll quickly blow your mind for a second. If yeah. you... And, and I use Microsoft Word religiously, but sometimes it is effective to use Google Docs. If you go into Google Docs and you go up top to extensions and you search their extension store, there's a, just search for the word chat GPT. There's a plugin called, I think it's called GPT for sheets, for docs and sheets. Anyways, the point I'm making is if you load the GPT extension and then you type something, you, you put in your credentials for your paid for open AI account and then you type something, what will happen is it will say, would you like me to add this to Sheets? So let's say you ask to create a letter that you want to send to a business that you'd like to be introduced to, and you're the COO of a company. You can just say, insert into Sheets, and completely 
formatted the correct way, it will automatically stick it right into Google Sheets. And you'll have a perfectly formatted document that you now can edit and modify. And if you want to take it one step further, you can pay for a second type of GPT account, which is very inexpensive, and it gives you access to their API. You plug that API into that same tool that you just downloaded, and you can talk to GPT in the actual document and have it read your content, modify your content. You can talk to it, and it will help assist you write and do what you're doing, and it works for Google Sheets as well. So there you go. Great. <laughs> Good Amazing. stuff. Good stuff is indeed. Thank you so much, Alan. Appreciate you. Have a great week. Or to talk to you a little bit later. All right, folks, that wraps up this week's weekly mortgage update. Thanks so much for being here. A special thank you to all of our regulars, Adam DeSantis, Les Parker, Matt Graham, David Kittle, who we unfortunately missed today. Alice was here, Alan and Mark. Thank you all to our sponsors, Byte Software. Also, a special thank you goes out to Finastra, Total Expert, Truve, T-R-U-V, Angel AI, Mortgage Bankers Association, of America, Lenders One, The Mortgage Collaborative, Knowledge Coop, iEmergent, and Mobility MMI, Modex as well. Check out all of these tools and our sponsors on our sponsorship page on the LinkedIn Lending website. Have a great week. Look forward to seeing you back here next week. And be sure to listen to the podcast we're going to be releasing throughout this week. There are some excellent content that we're going to be putting out there. You've been listening to Lickin' on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update with your host, David Lickin' of Transformational Mortgage Solutions. Join us next week, and thanks for listening.